Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Welcome back to the Women's Podcast. I'm Roisin Ingle. And of course, if this is your first time listening or you just recently started listening to us, thanks so much for putting us on. And in case you were not aware, we are on that old Instagram at IT Women's Podcast where you can send us voice notes or you can send us even one of those old school DMs, if you like, to let us know what you think about this podcast or anything you'd like us to cover, anything at all. We'd love to hear from you. Now, yesterday, you might be aware, was World Menopause Day. And today on the podcast to mark World Menopause Day, which fell on October 18th, we spoke to a woman called Claire Dinsmore. Uh, She works with women in menopause and perimenopause, and she's doing great stuff to help people manage those symptoms, which can be often quite challenging and difficult. And sometimes even still things that women don't feel they can talk about. But before we get to that conversation with Claire, you're going to remember last week I mentioned those landmark elections in Poland which has in recent years been moving away from democracy and towards autocracy. But after Sunday, the Law and Justice PIS party leave government after eight years and people in Poland are talking about how relieved and hopeful they are. And at the same time, nervous because it's not actually yet a full change in government. Despite gaining the most votes in the election, the right-wing PIS now has no clear path to form a majority. And that means, according to the Guardian newspaper, Poland will most likely see a grand coalition led by the ex-Prime Minister and former European Council President Donald Tusk, who's leader of the Civic Coalition Party. So basically, the vote represents a setback for populism and an opportunity for Poland to change course after PIS, as we've talked about in this podcast before, rolled back women's rights, including abortions rights. And so it's a significant shift for this country. And I have to say, we're delighted to see it. As Derek Scally wrote in this newspaper, regardless of the outcome, the real winner of Sunday's election was Polish democracy. There were huge queues around the country with some voters waiting five hours to cast their ballot, resulting in a record turnout of 73%. And also another record, 136 women were elected to sit in Poland's more powerful lower house of parliament at Sunday's elections. That means that 29.6% of the chamber's 460 members will now be female. And that is 5% above the global average of 24.3%, but somewhat below the EU-wide figure of 32.7%. And in Ireland, of course, you don't need any reminding that we are on 23%. So Poland now way ahead of us. And another tidbit from those elections is that following his party's poor showing, the leader of Poland's far-right Confederation Party said on Tuesday that women should be barred from voting. Women should not have the right to vote, Janusz Koran Mika, who is known for misogynistic comments, told tabloid Super Express in an interview. So poor Janusz, all those women exercising their democratic rights in Poland, bless. 
Now, Claire Dinsmore is a woman from Warren Point, County Down, who is now based in the Wild West of San Francisco. I was in San Francisco recently for a holiday. I had an amazing time and I met Claire there. And she is just this deeply impressive pocket rocket of a person who is on a mission to help women through the symptoms of perimenopause and menopause. And to do this, she has a 12-week program called The Whole Woman Approach, which focuses on sleep, exercise, emotions and nutrition. So we thought because it was uh, World Menopause Day yesterday, October 18th, that she'd be a good person to talk to. She has just some very accessible, practical information. And I began by wishing Claire a happy World Menopause Day and asking her how she planned to celebrate. Happy World Menopause Day is right. Yeah. What do we uh, What do we do to celebrate World Menopause Day? Uh, what's is there any traditions yet? Well, not yet. But uh, for me, it'll be going to my workout at twelve o'clock <laughs> <laughs> at midday because that is one of my absolute non-negotiables. I love it. Okay. Well, look, you're talking to us on World Menopause Day from lovely San Francisco. So before we get into the menopause stuff, what are you doing in San Francisco? Why did you move with your family there? So I am here because my husband is the Irish Consul General uh, for the Western United States. So we moved here about a year ago, myself and the four children and my husband. And we've just actually recently made a move into the city. Before this, we didn't actually live in the city. So we've been living in the city now for about seven weeks. And how are you finding it? I'm laughing there because I'm just thinking what a massive move to to bring, you know, to do all of that, change your, your living, but then with four kids on the go as well. It must have been logistically a bit of a nightmare. Yeah, I mean, it's not our first rodeo. We have <laughs> lived in various countries all over the world in the past uh, 17 years. So it's not our first rodeo, but I think this one was probably more difficult because we had two years at home in Ireland before we came here and the kids are that bit older that it just gets trickier and they loved being at home and the roots went down very quickly and so it was just a tougher move than any of the other moves but we're getting there yeah and surely I imagine when your husband has a job like that there's a sort of element of you decide between yourselves that okay I'm going to do the kids stuff, the house stuff while you do your thing. But you're coming into a space now, we're getting back into doing the work that you love, which is, uh, must be a nice time, a good transitional time. Yeah, it's, you know, I tried my best when the kids were younger to kind of keep up my own career. And, you know, as we added on and added on with the kids, it just got trickier and we moved countries. And, you know, we were only ever in a country for maybe four years five years maybe if you're lucky type thing you know and it just it wasn't long enough for me to keep you know changing career and changing and changing so um I finally find something that suits me I have a purpose you know I get out of bed full of potential in the morning and it's something that you know I want to pass on to other women who are just like me. Okay well let's get into it because you originally trained as a lawyer I think. I did I was a barrister in Belfast And then when we went, our first move was to Singapore. And when I went to Singapore, I worked in corporate litigation. But it's kind of out my soul, to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) I like to be out and about and, you know, I like to be with people and just to be in an office environment all day. Just it it didn't work for me. Um, I did go off and do my master's at NYU and human rights law and international law and all of those things. But at the same time, I had a huge interest in 
fitness. Uh, well, actually, Gaelic football in Singapore got me into that. But um, I loved the fitness. I loved coaching people. And as time went on, I had the children. That's when I started my first business, which was Bloom and Fit. And that was pre and postnatal fitness. So it, it worked for me around where I was at my stage in life. And now I have the whole woman approach, which is yes. now my new stage in life. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm loving it. Like, so you basically you're a perimenopause coach. So how and yeah. why did you get into that? I mean, in a way, an obvious move from the fitness, but why particularly perimenopause? Was it because you were experiencing that yourself? Even well, though, I mean, you're in your early 40s now, so. Yeah, well, see, that's the first thing, actually. A lot of people don't know, and I didn't know until I started looking into it, that the, the onset, the biological, official biological onset of perimenopause is 35 years old. Yeah, that does seem very young. You know, but that's your biological onset. Now, that doesn't mean that your hormones are going to fall off a cliff. You know, everything's going to go downwards from 35 years old onwards. But it means that you need to be aware of that and that perimenopause can last for 10 to 15 years before you actually hit menopause. And that perimenopause is nearly the, the, the decade or so where all, like it's the messy bit. You know, it's the bit where all these things happen and you don't really know what's going on. And, you know, so I, for me, my own personal journey, um, when we moved back to Ireland in 2020, so three years ago, I was at quite a low point and, you know, I did, I felt, I didn't know if I was depressed. I didn't really know what was wrong with me. And I used to try to go for a run and think, you know, I'll go for a run and then I'll feel better. But actually I would be on the run and I would feel paralyzed. I would nearly feel, I would stop at the end of the road. The tears would be tripping me and I just, I couldn't move, you know, and this went on for, from September till probably the March um, of 2020 into 2021. And really the only person who knew this was my husband, Um, you know, and even he was like, what is wrong? Like, you're never like this. I mean, I was putting on a front and I was showing up and I was sorting the kids out and I was getting on with my day-to-day stuff. But inside I felt like I was crumbling, you know, that type of way. Yeah. So, um, So I really, I think... The tipping point for me was one of my sons saying to me, listen, one morning he said to me, mommy, are you going to be okay today? And okay. I thought, oh my God, you know, he, they have noticed. They have no, I thought I was hiding it from them, but I wasn't. So it was really then that I thought, okay, I need to do something about this. You know, and I started to look into where am I in my stage of life? What's going on? And I started to ask women that I'd coached before, do they feel the same? Does anybody else feel the same? Is this just me? So that's when I started looking at perimenopause and I became certified as a perimenopause coach and, you know, did all of that and just formed the whole woman approach. And it's for women, really what I want women to do from that is to come away with, as I say, a sense of purpose, you know, a a sense of potential going forward you know, that they might be experiencing all these not nice things, but actually we can make it better. That you don't have to suffer, you know. We'll talk about some of those not nice things, as you called them in a bit. Yeah. But just, just let's talk about uh, up to then. Had you 
kind of been, would, it, would this have been a subject you'd have broached uh, at the time with family, with friends or, or with people? Because it's, you know, we hear a lot that this was sort of one of the last taboos in women's yeah. lives that we didn't talk about it. And you probably know if you, a couple of years ago, Joe Duffy had like, I think seven days of chat about the menopause and it kind of felt like it was, it was opening up something that hadn't been discussed before. Would would you have been aware of that, this kind of silence around this? Or was yeah, it something absolutely. you spoke no, to your mum about or anything? No. No, I never spoke about it. Even when I first started looking into it, I nearly didn't even want to say the word. You know, I didn't even want to say it. It was such a, it's such a taboo. It was such a taboo. And I know in the past, I guess, three years, it has become more and more, people are talking about it more and there's more conversation around it and women start to realise they're not going mad. And, you know, this is something that all women will go through and how you go through it depends on you as an individual, you know. But um, I definitely wouldn't have talked about it. I didn't even know the word perimenopause this time three years ago. Yeah. I didn't even know that word, you know, and it was just when I started looking into it, I'm like, oh my God, like, you know, this can last for 10 to 15 years. Women need to know this. Like, you know, we need a world full of 35 year olds who are aware of this. Yeah, you know? exactly. Because it's not something that maybe you should just start thinking about when you reach the, the stage. It's it's better no. if younger women are aware of what's ahead so that they don't have to be sort of freaked out by it or kind of wonder when yeah. it actually starts to happen. Let's go through some of the basic facts then. You said that perimenopause is kind of this phase and it leads up to the day when your period stops. So menopause is actually the day when your period have stopped for a year. Isn't that right? Yeah, it's a 12. Yeah, once you've gone for 12 months without having your period then you've officially gone through menopause. Yeah, so I'm perimenopausal myself at the moment. I thought I was nearly out the other side, but I, then, a, then a period came, which is very annoying. I spoke to so another... back to square um, one. Back to square <laughs> one. That's what it feels like because you have to start yeah. again counting for another yeah. 12 months, don't you? You do, um, yes. So I, I think I've been kind of lucky in terms of... I'm sure there's there's been a few different things like hot flushes and a bit of sleep issues and all of that. But And it doesn't affect everyone really severely. It's really important no, to say, isn't it? it I doesn't. Mean, no, it definitely does doesn't I mean it definitely doesn't I spoke to a lady just at the start of this week and she's been through menopause and she said to me you know I I escaped relatively unscathed you know um I think she said the only thing that she had was the ringing in her ears but what she did say to me and this is a big thing that I really try and get my clients to take away from from the whole woman approach, she said to me, but I do have osteoporosis. Mm. Now, that's what's happening. There's these silent diseases that are starting to take effect from your 40s onwards. So there's osteoporosis, cardiovascular disease, you know, pre-diabetes into Alzheimer's and the dementias and all of those things that we can't see yeah. that's going on inside our bodies. And we have the ways and means to try and offset some of that. Yeah. And so that's you know? a good reminder because for someone like me who thinks, oh, you know, I think I'm pretty much going through it okay. I don't need to go and get any help. But actually, there's other things that are hidden that you only yeah. find out from going to get a proper medical checkup. So check it's up. important to remember that. Tell us some of the most common symptoms and again, some of the more maybe lesser known symptoms. Well, I think, you know, from my experience and the women that come to me, um, a lot of them are related to mental health. So a lot of them are. Um, like feelings of depression, feelings of anxiety, being agitated, um, anger, outbursts, you know, low mood. Fatigue is another big one. Um, 
just complete exhaustion, the sleep issues. So that can be having trouble going to sleep, having trouble staying asleep. Um, the hot flashes, obviously, the night sweats, like they're all common. That's all very common. And the tears, like I get a lot of messages from women saying, I burst out crying four times today. Like, mm. I don't know what's wrong with me or I feel like my tears are on tap. You know, I, I don't know what's wrong with me. So those are very common. They're not very nice. But, you know, that's when I say, OK, listen, tell me where you are, what's happening. Let's go through this together. It's OK. I was there. I know how you feel. You know, um, some of the less common ones would be more with well, the itching. But I think it's actually common, but that people don't associate it with going yeah. through perimenopause. So you have itching, ringing in your ears, actually feeling cold all the time as opposed to being hot, like always feeling cold. Gum issues like receding gums, hair loss, thinning hair, you know, uh, tingling in your hands, burning tongue. Like oh, there's, there's so many. There's it's so great many. fun. It sounds like an amazing like, fun. If there is any uh, 30 something year old or 20 somethings listening, they're going, Jesus Christ, got that to look forward to. But the thing is, you know, I would want to, like, I am so, like, I, I haven't gone through menopause yet, but I'm going through perimenopause, I've no doubt. But I, I feel okay with it because I have educated myself on it. And I know, like, there's so many millions of women going through the same thing. And actually, it's okay. And you can make this phase nearly like your power years, like you're going into your power years. You know, That's you a can... really lovely way of looking at it. And actually, I was reading today on World Menopause Day that menopausal women are the fastest growing demographic in the workforce, which is kind of amazing. And it, and it's why lots of workplaces are kind of getting involved in trying to support women um, yeah. through this. So instead of ignoring it or women having to take time off and pretend it's for some other reasons, that they can actually be open in their workplace about what's going on. Yeah, exactly. Like we really need more of that, you know, like big companies, any any workplace really to be really aware of what's going on and do what they can to accommodate these women. I think in the workplace, why women seem to, you know, give up their jobs or whatever when their symptoms are really bad, it's the it's the memory loss and the brain fog and the forgetfulness. That's what really affects women in the workplace. And, you know, on some days they feel like they don't even have a brain. You yeah. know, that type of way. But they need to know that it's okay. Like menopause and perimenopause is more like a neuroendocrine event. Your brain, there's estrogen receptors all over your brain. So if your estrogen is, you know, fluctuating and then eventually it tanks, it's going to affect so many parts of your brain, like your memory center, you know, your prefrontal cortex, you know, so that you can think straight, um, your temperature, your mood and Women need to know that their brain is going through a change, but that this change is only temporary and that you can come out the other side even stronger than you went in. Well, that's great to know. Let's let's talk about your whole woman approach, as you call it, because you've got a basically yeah. a 12, 12 week course that people can go on and you go through four, you guide them through a program um, to help them feel their best while going through perimenopause and you coach them on four things, nutrition, sleep, uh, emotions and exercise. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk through some of those. What about nutrition? Is there a massive sort of um, correlation between what we eat um, and what we take in our bodies at this time? Are there foods we should avoid and things that are healthy? helpful for us? Well, yeah, well, I think um, <laughs> on the nutrition front, what I kind of get my women to do when they first come to me, like women in their 40s and 50s and 60s into their 70s are still very much uh, victims 
of like 80s and 90s diet culture. And so they're still trying to do what they did in their 20s and 30s and think that it's going to work in their 40s and 50s. And it's not, you know, and it becomes much more of a conversation around how what we eat, how it affects our hormones rather than calories in, calories out. And I'm doing that workout to cancel out that piece of cake I ate, you know. You know, it has to be more than that. And eventually I win them over. But um, yeah. You have to almost deprogram them, Claire, do you? Yeah, I do. I really, really do. And I'm like, throw your scales out. We're not going to weigh each other here. I don't want before and after pictures. You know, if you want to do that privately, okay, but I'd rather you didn't. But look, I break down um, their plate for them. So protein's a big one. Protein, three meals a day, protein at every meal. And about 25 to 30 grams, which is a quarter of your plate. Okay, so we need protein for our muscles, for our bone density, you know, to stave off that hunger hormone that we get more after in perimenopause and menopause. So that's a big one. Um, Make veggies the star of the show. So you need half of your plate with veggies. You know, we need to be getting all those vitamins and minerals that are going to help with our hormones. Uh, And it's the Mediterranean diet, basically, you know, and healthy fats and, and grains on your plate but um I also the big thing is blood sugar and blood sugar regulation it's massive it's you know it's massive in the world of the the perimenopause menopausal woman and it becomes much more of a conversation of you know how much sugar is in those four glasses of wine and how that's going to affect my hormones you know as opposed to you know the calories in it you know so all of that sugar it's going to affect your sleep it's going to affect your mood you know, all of these things. So the biggies would be a Mediterranean diet, the sugar, and then alcohol, you know? Okay. As much as women might not want to confront that, but if you are truly suffering, you know, if you really are suffering, then we need to look at that. And those things, and the, helping women with those things have actually changed people's symptoms. Is that what you found? Yeah. yeah, I did. I really did. You know, I've had women who've come to me and say, I felt like I was run over by a bus and then backed up over again by a lorry for no, you know, for no apparent reason. And like that, that client was 50 years old and she went to the doctor before coming to me and the doctor had said, definitely not menopausal related. And I'm like, hi, hi, you know? And then another woman came to me and like, I suppose like the way I was feeling, just feeling nothing, just feeling nothing anymore. And she said, look, you're my last resort before I go to a doctor and get pumped full of meds. Now, a lot of these women I deal with are living in countries where maybe HRT isn't an option. So when she says getting pumped full of meds, what she means is antidepressants, which isn't going to work either for hormonal related, you know, mood changes. Um, So she came to me and she's within 10 weeks and the 10 week mark I said to her right let's just do it the two of us you know go all in and on the 10 week mark she said I'm symptom free I have energy I feel strong I feel fit and it's just a matter of keeping just keep going okay well let's talk about sleep because many people do find their sleep affected um in ways that you've mentioned whether it's night sweats or insomnia yeah um and also waking up and not being able to get back to sleep you know and the big red flag there is the hormone progesterone, okay? So it's your keep calm and carry on hormone, the soother of your nervous system. And it's the one that tends to dip first, you know? So what I would say is I put my clients through a sleep boot camp. I have like three pages of 
Let's go take three or four of each of these suggestions, work them in. If they don't work, change them out. But you have to control the controllables, you know, and the top five controllables for me would be um, morning sunlight in your eyes before 9 a.m. Okay, so and that's not and that's not through a window. That's getting outside and getting some morning sunlight, 10 or 15 minutes outside in, you know, not through a window. Number two is movement. You know, a lot of people think even if they go to a gym class for one hour, then they're set and then they can sit for the rest of the day. But you can't, not if your sleep is being affected. You know, you should be setting your alarm clock and every, say, 90 minutes to two hours, have I moved? Just checking in with yourself. Have I got up a couple of laps of the garden, a couple of laps of your house? You know, it doesn't have to be this big hike or anything like that, you know. Uh, Number three would be check your tech because so many people now are a slave to their phone. It's the last thing they check at night. It's the first thing they check in the morning. You know, you're getting all this blue light into your eyes. So I would say, okay, remove all, remove all of that from your bedroom. Um, sugar, alcohol. And for me, what really, really helps me stay asleep, uh, earplugs. I've just invested in them in the past, I don't know, three or four weeks. And oh my God, it is amazing. I mean, I don't hear anything. <laughs> you know, and I just, I think that women need to um, own the fact that they maybe aren't sleeping and really dial into it and see, go through all the different suggestions and see what works for them and what doesn't and if it makes a difference. Now, in saying that, I had a woman who went through my 12-week program. She was doing everything. She turned up for every workout. She was on every coaching call, everything. And her sleep was still affected. So she... I was saying to her, okay, like I was getting her through until she could go home to her country where she would probably need HRT. So, you know, it it can be that you're doing absolutely everything and it's, you're still being affected. And in that situation, I would say, okay, you have, you've done this for 12 weeks. You have tracked it. Now you've got all the information you need to go to a doctor and say, listen, I have done all of this and I'm still suffering I think I need HRT. Yeah. So the things that you're talking about won't always in every case be the solution, no. but they certainly for no. a lot of people are going to definitely help. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. 
Let's talk a bit more about movement because you are someone, if people follow you on um, Instagram, Claire, that they will see you lifting all these incredible weights. And I have another friend, Mona, who was on this podcast talking to us about menopause before, who also took up weightlifting in perimenopause, who had never done anything like that before and has found it incredible. So tell us about your um, path to weightlifting and what it's done for your life. Yeah, um, I mean, I've always been involved in in weights and, and things like that. But once, as I said, this time three years ago, um, when I was really at a very low point, um, I think as you know, it was COVID years, we weren't seeing anybody. I think that also plays into it, like having a social, uh, just having interactions with people, you know. So I think for me, I needed to find something that was... I would work out at quite a high intensity myself and also the weights because I know how important they are for our bone density. You know, going forward to stave off osteoporosis, I come from a line of women on both sides who have osteoporosis, osteopenia, brittle bones, you know, and, and but that doesn't have to be my trajectory. So that's when I knew I needed to start lifting more weights and heavier weights. And the thing that I find that I love is CrossFit. Now, it's not for everybody, and I know that, but it has that competitive edge, which I love. And um, I can build and build and build my weights. And also, as I say, you have a social context. You know, I go there, I completely lose myself for an hour. Nobody can talk to me. Nobody can ask me a question. (laughs) You know, it's just me focusing on me. And that's what I think so many women need. You know, they need to be fierce about what makes them happy and zero tolerance for things that just deplete them. Yeah, you know, which is then that brings us to the kind of more psychological, emotional side of things because stress and yep. the emotional toll of of perimenopause can be can be a great um, ordeal for people. So, what are your suggestions um, for that? Given all your uh, <laughs> well, for, research, yeah. well, in stress, what I do in stress week, you know, I have this all broken down into different weeks, but. With stress, what I said to them, first and foremost, control the controllables, let everything else fly. You have to get to a point where you can just let things go. I think that's what, you know, menopause and perimenopause is. It's, it's really like believing in the like trust in the art of letting go. Just let it go. OK, you're done now with that. Now, what I do is I teach my women about the vagus nerve. So and the vagus nerve hack. So this is like the longest nerve cranial nerve in your body and it runs to all your different organs and it brings them all these messages and I I teach them how to tap into that so that they can complete the stress cycle and let their body know that they're safe but within that moment because people you know they feel themselves getting overwhelmed and you know the water's right at your chin and you're just about holding your head above water in a moment where they're maybe in the house with children or they're at work and they can't just go to the spa or, you know, things like that. They need to know what they can do in that moment that will take them back into this, like, social engagement. So it's simple things like, you know, bringing on a yawn that, you know, resets your nervous system and lets your body know that it's safe and brings down cortisol because if cortisol's up, estrogen is down, you know, and we don't want that. What You know, so um, what else would I tell them to do? Like, t- five deep breaths in one minute just remove yourself from the situation and take five deep breaths you know things like this I have a whole list of them the other thing I make them do every day is list out their five glads 
what they're glad for within that day. It's not, you know, it's, I was glad that I sat down and had a cup of tea. Or I was glad that I bumped into a friend on the street that I haven't seen. So at the end of each day, they give me their five glads that are specific to that day. But yeah, that's what I, I, I teach them about their Vegas nerve and Vegas nerve hacks. And yeah. And you've done so much uh, work on this, but we must uh, tell everyone that you're obviously not a doctor and you're not claiming no, to be in any way no, a medical no, professional. No. But just give people your kind of uh, bona fides in terms of what you are and what you have uh, trained in. Yeah, so I trained with um, Burrell Education. If anybody wants to follow Burrell Education and Jenny Burrell, absolutely wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Um, so I did my third age woman certification with them and my men strength certification with them. Now, I'm also pre and postnatal certified. Um, I have a certification in a group exercise, group coaching, all of the stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I would and- never claim to be, um, you know, anything medical, you know, and if there's something that I can't, that's why I don't really, I don't talk about supplements or anything like that. You know, that's not my scope. Um, it's more movement and nutrition and helping women deal with stress and just holding space for women and letting them talk and listen to them and let them be seen and hear them, you know. Because I think that's, that's really been one of the the um, aspects of the conversation has been around the fact that women haven't felt heard or no. just haven't felt able to, to speak. And, and half the battle is just being able to express yourself, isn't it, and say what's going on for you and have someone take you seriously. Because as you said, um, and we've talked about it on this programme before, where people go to their doctors and they tell them how they're feeling and they get kind of dismissed or yeah. not heard, and which can be very debilitating. Yeah, it really can. Like, as I said, my, one of my clients who was 50 and felt like she'd been run over by a bus for no apparent reason. You know, this was not in the norm. And the doctor said, no, it's peri or no, it's menopause related. I mean, that's astounding. You know, and I do know because within my course, we do get trainings from GPs just in terms of um, guiding women when they get to uh a consultation with the doctor and the types of forms that they can bring to show that they have researched it, you know, how they feel and why they think they need HRT and to have a well-informed woman going into a doctor's appointment. That's more what I, how I try to prepare them. Yeah. And if they're talking, thinking about HRT, that's something they, they can go and discuss with their doctor or their medical Absolutely. professional as well. Yeah. And you're not trying to give them advice around that because, no. uh, you know, that would be more of a specialist... Uh, yeah, no, absolutely. As I say, I just prepare them and I tell them that if you've, if you've hand and heart tried all the other things and it's not working, you're absolutely valid to go and speak to a doctor. Yeah. And please do and just be well informed when you go. Now, you said that you're, this isn't your first rodeo, San Francisco, <laughs> but maybe tell us a bit about what it's been like settling in. Because although you're used to it, I imagine, uh, again, with four children, finding them schools, making friends, getting into the social network. How have you found all of that? Yeah, it's a, it's a whirlwind. That's all I'll say. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, last year we had a bit of a topsy-turvy year um, 
we weren't living in San Francisco. We were living outside it and it just didn't really work. So uh, finally, we went home for three months, reset and myself and the children. And now we have come back and it's new schools, new clubs, new everything. Um, but we're getting there. I kind of said to everybody, OK, let's give it to Halloween uh, from we came back in August and let's see if we have established some friendships you know, and that it does take time and, you know, just please everybody just take a deep breath and give it time. And yeah, they're, they're all starting to settle, you know, but they're, my husband's going home on uh, Saturday. He's going to Ireland on Saturday and everybody wants to go with him. (laughs) (laughs) But they can't. (laughs) But they can't. Yeah. Yeah. So that's hard, but you're, I'm sure you're, you're uh, handling it all very well. Um, I met you in San Francisco. I should tell everyone recently, and it was wonderful to sort of see how you're, you're settling in and and all of that. But back to, to the work that you're going to be doing. I mean, you you have the space and time now to pursue it. Uh, How's it going to look for you? You're talking about these 12 week courses. So will you be doing that in the new year or how will those work? I will. Yeah, I mean, um, I have people asking me if I would do a six-week run into Christmas, you know, Um, but I don't know. I'm I'm thinking I'll wait and I'll start again in January because, like, that is the perfect lesson. You know, last year I wasn't really in a place to be coaching other women because myself and my family weren't settled. So, you know, but now we're I've revised the course and um, and January I think will will lead in in January. But, you know, it's something that I don't want it to be a 12-week done and dusted. It's something that these women take with them and carry through and always have access to, lifetime access, you know, and it's just to get them started. But, yeah, I think 12 weeks, um, the twelve, the first 12-week course will start again in January. And the handy thing is this is all online as well, isn't it? So it's, it you is. don't have to go yeah. anywhere. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, yeah, my life is what it is. So I need to do something that works around a busy life and a life where we move around quite a lot um, but also in saying that like I have coached women all over the world in various ways who are now at the stage I'm at and who trust me and want to do this with me and so this gives them a chance to have access to me and me them you know but I'm also going to do I think a live run through in person next summer in Ireland. Oh wow brilliant. Um, yeah I've been asked by it's a, a health centre in uh in Newry, okay. uh, to do a run through because I spend the summers in Ireland. So to do it live in person with people. So um, that would be amazing. So you will be coming back for the summer. Where are you from originally in Ireland then? Uh, Warren Point. Warren Point. County Down. Yeah. yeah in my Northern Irish accent. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Can they understand you over there? Okay. <laughs> if I said down, they would have no idea. <laughs> what I was saying like zero idea in a way though it's like our superpower me and the kids if we're walking to school and we don't want anybody to hear what we're saying we just talk in a really strong accent and then they have no idea <laughs> brilliant well look we hope that you'll come back and talk to us um when the the courses are going on and uh and the best of luck with all of it because um Thank you so it's much. like you've uh, you've had to sacrifice a lot of your own kind of work life because you know sometimes that happens in relationships but it's great that you're getting the time now to invest in what you really believe in yeah well that's it it's like that Japanese saying ikigai you know I don't know if I said that right but I read it recently and it's like you know really doing what you're meant to do and not what you're supposed to do you know and I feel like that's what this is and I also feel like that's what I give my women towards the end of the course they realize okay what am I actually meant to do 
you know, this is the universe placing its hand on your shoulder and saying, okay, it's time. It's time to be you and do you. I love you and know? I love that idea so. of the power years. Well, you go off and have a good, powerful hour in your workout now. And lift, <laughs> oh, what are you what yeah. are you lifting now, Claire? Make us all absolutely very uh, oh, God, impressed. It dep- well, it depends on the lift. <laughs> I'm going to get technical here. It depends on the lift. <laughs> what about your deadlift? deadlift? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, well, I deadlifted about two hundred pounds. Jeez. I don't even know what that well, is it's in a, kilos. It's a lot. <laughs> yeah, but then you get to the snatch, and it's like. Five kilos. Because I won't be getting <laughs> to any snatch, I'll tell you that much. But uh, Well, I can tell you you could if you really wanted to. Okay. I'm here to well, tell you now, it is not beyond I'll you. I'll hold you to that and maybe we can, I'll see you okay. in person. and we Maybe can, I'll make you do the oh course. My God. Maybe you can come on the course. <laughs> That'd be great. For 12 weeks Listen, and then give your own and, feedback. Uh, we'll put all your details on um, on the uh, the Instagram as well so people can get in touch. And if they have any questions as well, we might, we'll might pass them on to you. But Claire Dinsmore, thank you so much. pleasure to talk to you and the best thank of luck. Thank you so much, Roisin. Okay. Thank you. That was Claire Dinsmore there and she's on Claire Dinsmore Coaching on Instagram if you want to find her. That's Claire, C-L-A-I-R-E, Claire Dinsmore Coaching on Instagram. If you enjoyed this episode and the podcast, please leave us a review or subscribe to the podcast as it really does make a difference. The podcast is produced by Suzanne Brennan and by me, Roshi Ningle, with JJ Vernon on sound. Talk to us on social at IT Women's Podcast or email us on the Women's Podcast at irishtimes.com. That's it for me. Mind yourself and I'll talk to you next time. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.